Hello, and welcome to Blaze Party. It is I can't remember what day it is. What day is it? Sunday? Uh, Saturday? Saturday. 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 Yeah, Saturday, it's, yeah. It's, it's cliche that that time in between Christmas and New Year, but it's it's Saturday. Thank you. The thirty first of December, the last day of twenty twenty two. A special New Year's Eve edition of Blaze Pod because. Uh, we couldn't fit one in mm-hmm. <laughs> between Boxing yeah. Day and now. But my name is Ben, and on the line, you've heard him there, is Andrew. Happy Happy New Year, but slightly slightly early, but I'm sure you'll, you'll take the good wishes anyway. Happy New yeah, Year. I'll take the good wishes. As, as I mentioned to you before, my spell check has disappeared off my uh, documents, and I'm trying to write something. So I'm in a foul mood, to be honest. <laughs> but it's nothing to do with United. It's nothing to do with yourself or the listeners. It's to do with my absolutely appalling technology life. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, furious. Anyway. <laughs> well, it's certainly not in a bad mood with United because... Not at all. Wowzers. Five wins in a row. We're going to talk about um, the Coventry and Blackpool games together here because, obviously, we didn't do a pod after the Boxing Day win over Coventry. But, uh, yeah, those two wins, mate, uh, take us to 50 points from 25 games. Mm. A scarcely believable 11-point cushion on the third-place team, which is Blackburn... Uh, yeah, Blackburn, sorry. Um, fourth place Sunderland are actually closer in points to the relegation zone than they are to us in second. We won every game over this Christmas period. We won every game since football resumed after the World Cup. Yeah. I think Burnley have as well, but other than that, everyone else is stumbling. And, I mean, this is just... It couldn't have been... I, I, we could hardly have handpicked a better set of results over Christmas, could we? I can't believe that we've. I mean, we're one of those. We we did say like you know when these we saw these fixtures coming out, we're thinking that's a nice run to come back to. I think you mentioned it several times actually before before the World Cup break. But I don't think any of us thought. Well, that's four out of four wins. I think I think the best case scenario probably could have out for is three wins and a draw. I didn't think anyone. I don't think anyone thought we were going to get all twelve points. And yeah, it's and coupled in with everybody else, as you say, stumbling. I think Watford's won one. Since they've come back, I'm not sure if Norwich have won at all. Mm, I wrong. But yeah, some are doing okay, but you know, they were quite far far behind us in the first place. So it's just incredible. It really is unbelievable how we've just pulled away in such a short amount of time, which I suppose other people will say, well, that just shows that you can also be pulled back in in a short amount of time. But the way the people below us are playing and the way that we're just grinding out these results is massive cause for optimism. Yeah, I mean, let's just come. Let's just get get right to it, mate. What, what is your confidence level that we're gonna we're gonna see this through? Like, if you could put a percentage chance, or like percentage confidence that we're gonna get promoted, a hundred percent being dead certain we're gonna get promoted. How, how I, are you feeling? I, I think I'm around seventy percent at the moment, which is not like me to be that. I, I think we're we're sort of halfway there. I think we probably won't need as many points as normal teams do to go up because of how inconsistent everyone else is below. But the only thing that stops us is, it, not, not including our own results, is someone doing a Forest-style run, which could happen. Norwich could get a manager in and fly up the league or Watford or whatever. I don't really see it at the moment, to be honest, but I'm, I am confident. And I think, the, I think the biggest thing that can stop us is injuries, as always, and in the January transfer window, if, the, you know, if we do sell. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually surprised you said seventy. I thought you'd go. I thought you'd go much higher. I, I am. Really? I would say like I'm pushing ninety percent confidence. I, I just, I that's allowing for the fact those two things you said there: injuries and January transfer. But we've dealt with injuries all season. We're still dealing with them now. Mm. We've we've got two points a game after twenty five 
games. Like that's that's mad. Um, you know, with, with the squads we're putting out. I mean, even over this period, you know, we won five in a row here. We're still starting Zombie Ender Stevens at left back, and <laughs> a forty-year-old Billy Sharp is starting all these games as well. And our, you know, one of our players of the season, Ollie McBurney, has has disappeared from the picture. He's not been in the squad the last yeah. few games, and and. Uh, I think he played a handful of minutes in maybe against Huddersfield, I think, but he's he's not been a factor at all in this this little post World Cup run. But no. yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying with the like, okay, a team could come out of nowhere, but it's it's such a big gap. I mean, I'm looking at yeah. so let's let's say, I mean, we're we're well on pace for ninety points, obviously, but it's it, I would imagine most like bookmakers would say we're we're probably likely to get around ninety points for another mm. team to reach ninety points from here. I mean, they need to get... I'm looking at Blackburn now in third. They need to get 51 points from their last 25 games. So they would need yeah. to do better... Sorry, not even the last, in the next 21 games, that's how many is left. Yeah. I mean, that's practically winning every game. They could probably... Yeah, have... this is this is the thing. I think, like, I've seen people put tables up of... Uh, last season, Bournemouth were about this far in front of Forest, and I think... Um, but they didn't have as many points as us, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, uh, at this point. Um, obviously, the season we went up under Warnock, where we took it to the wire for a little bit you know so it let uh, Watford and Leeds get back into it and then uh, obviously that would be, then we came away again but we let we did under one let uh, Watford and Leeds get back into it but that second half of the season we covered it didn't we the promotion season yeah and, yeah oh, we were really really average but I don't think we were like relegation standard but our form post Christmas was about 8th and 9th yeah and I, I mean, that could happen again but and that might be good enough. It might be good enough still. This is it. This is what I have to say. So I think what we're asking at us, what we need at, us to do at the moment, is be upper mid table, going for the playoffs sort of form. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I am really confident. I, I think it's going to take something serious to derail us. What would you um, say? Eleven wins and a four draws or something? Or just having a quick look now. My math is not the best. But... What's that? Another thirty? Uh, that'd be another thirty-seven points. Eighty-seven points. Yeah, I mean that's. I believe yeah. that's more than we got the last time we got promoted. I think we were mm. on like 80, 86, 85, something like and, that. Yeah, that's, and I don't so... see anyone coming up like Leeds or uh, Villa last season or whatever. No, that's exactly. Um, other other reasons to be confident is, as you kind of alluded to. I mean, the other teams, it's a it's a a mess below us, isn't it? If we're being honest, I'm just I've got the league table here. Blackburn, who I'm convinced are muck, they're third. They have a minus one goal difference, so we're essentially twelve points clear of Blackburn because we have a twenty two goal difference advantage. Yeah, Sunderland, fine, you know, good for them. Maybe they'll make the playoffs as you predicted. Well done. Um, yeah, yeah, looking, got some money coming on that. Hopefully, <laughs> at the moment. But uh, Sims has gone back today. I don't know if you saw that for Sunderland. Oh no, he's gone back to Everton. Um, they, 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 I lost on the Sunderland forum, and they're all like. Well, I'm not that bothered. You can tell they're quite angry about it. Um, yeah. It's not good enough for the Premier League, but big loss for them. But I imagine, I think they'll probably spend a little bit, maybe if it's just on loans to to it, because they're, they're in such a good position, obviously big club and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, again, we're so far in front of them. So Exactly. Watford just got, they just lost 4-0 to Swansea, who were yeah. a 12th even with that win. Norwich yeah. just sacked their manager, you know, haven't won for ages. Uh, Borough in six. I mean, Fine, they're on a they're on a decent run. They have they've been good all season, Borough. Like they're just the results mm. have finally caught up with the performances. But they're fourteen points behind us, man. I mean that's mm. that's that's like five wins they're going to have to make up on us for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean it could happen. We could, <clears throat> but it, I think it would be something. Basically, some of these teams is going to have to pull off 
an unbelievable, like a, a, a Reading, you know, that season they broke the record. Yeah. They're going to have to be that level of form for the rest of the season, or we're going to have to play like the worst team in the league for the rest of the season. And yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't know. My, my confidence is, is very high, as you can probably tell. Um, well, like you say, I mean, look, I, I hope this doesn't happen. Let's say, I don't know, let's say we sell and die, Amberger, um, Bernie gets injured or whatever. I, I, that'd be terrible, obviously. But mm. I, I don't think that even, even that, which is the worst case scenario, completely rules us out due to how far in front we are mm. and how many points we're probably going to need. It'll be a massive struggle, obviously, if that happens. And I'm begging, if anyone is listening from the board, just do not do anything stupid. <laughs> uh, because, you know, you're going to earn so much. You, you can't really be in a stronger position. Obviously, it could be, it could be Burnley. But, you know, realistically, you can't. I don't think any of us thought we were going to be this far in front of this stage. No, uh, no. Probably even Eckenbottom, you know, his best... In his, his wildest dreams, about him thinking we're going to be what is it? Sorry, eleven points clear in, yep. in January. Yeah, and you just got to keep banging them on and keep keep winning. And I will laugh a minute off at the results on I've lost track of days like yourself. Where Friday <laughs> yesterday, yeah, where Wool the uh, Wool sorry Watford and uh, Middlesbrough and all those were playing. And uh, sorry, not Middlesbrough, Norwich. I'm I'm the same as you. I'm absolutely <laughs> end of this year, end of my <laughs> end of my brain. Uh, but yeah, and. Like Norwich won the lot. Thought, well, yeah, they're going to beat Reading, obviously. And then even they drew. Yeah. And you were thinking, and then Watford get absolutely smashed. At just incredible how many teams are just dropping around. And there's all this argument about whether it's a poor, poor division or a strong division because everyone can beat everyone. And mm. I think we, I, I can understand that. We'll come on to the matches, obviously. There's been a bit of grumbling, which is bizarre, you'd, you'd say, you know, looking at it from the outside. Since we've come back, there's been a, a little bit of grumbling about the performances. I think you only need to look at our supposed rivals and the teams they're dropping points against to know that we should be really, really happy that we, <laughs> we've, you know, we, how we're playing. Yeah, it could be better. I don't think we're anywhere near top gear. I don't think we're anywhere near as we were at the beginning of the season when we were brushing teams aside like Reading and Blackburn. But we're winning games and I, I think we deserve to win all four. I don't mm-hmm. think any of the four we've been brilliant, but I don't think any of the four the opposition come out and say, "Oh, I think we shaded that one." Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought raised this. I'll, I'll jump to this now. Actually, yeah, this sort of this concept of like you know holding on and make, making it hard for ourselves, you know, in the way that all, all football fans think. But uh, think, excuse me. But so the last three games. So this is going back to the Wigan game immediately before Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last three games we've gone multiple goals ahead and then conceded the next goal. So you know we've gone from like oh this is we're, we're cruising this in all three games and then the opposition score and it's like oh it just tightens up a little bit and you mm-hmm. get a little bit worried they're going to throw away but. We've seen out those games really pretty comfortably, to be honest. I mean, I, I look this up. Wigan, so they pulled one back in the 65th, 65th minute. Do you know how yeah. many more shots they took in the rest of the game? No, but I've got a... a none. <laughs> it was one single shot. The and ones it, that went across the goal, yeah. Course, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Coventry, yeah. we'll talk about it in more detail, but so they pulled a goal back in the 75th minute. Yep. They played against 10 men for about 25 one minutes. Shot again, were it? it was three shots, three only shots. one of which was inside the box. Yeah, uh, one was closer to the centre circle where they like 
attempted to lob Fodringham from oh, halfway line. Oh, I remember that, actually. Yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, Blackpool, they pulled one back in the 55th minute. They did take six more shots, but only two of them were inside the box. Four were, like, just blocked away from long range. So... We're good at shutting down games, you know, particularly mm. against mediocre opposition, which this run has definitely been, you know. Maybe if we're playing I mean, maybe if we're playing Burnley, even though we beat them five two. Yeah. yeah <laughs> with the, this one but it, it clearly works against all these teams. I, I completely agree. I'm glad you said this, that we've deserved to win all these games. We we've not we've not ridden our luck in these games at all. We've wow. been we've been the better team. We haven't been amazing, but we've been the better team. We've beaten teams who are just simply not as good as us. And if you do that you know, two weeks out of three or five games out of five, as we've done here, then happy days. You're probably going to finish in the top two. I, I've just got one final thing I want to say, actually, before we move to the games, but uh, we should all be Burnley fans for the rest of the season. Like, yeah, for, I, forget I thought, Burnley. You, sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll look at some of our fans being, oh, bloody, bloody Burnley has got Richard. <laughs> Mark Colpidge always says. But yeah, I did see a lot of our fans like, oh, bloody Burnley. I'm, like, I'm absolutely not bothered whatsoever. I was far more invested in Watford and Norwich mm-hmm. than I were Burnley last night. Really last night. I can't believe these days are mad. The longest days of all time. Feels like about three weeks ago. But yeah, I, when, the, when I looked at the fixtures for that game, I weren't even really looking at Burnley. Burnley can, look, the, the more teams that are around us that drop points, the better, and it'd be fantastic to win the league. But my hope is that with, I don't know, 10 games to go, it's almost done and dusted. And, and the only thing we've got to worry about is who's going to win the league. That's fine. Yep. All these other teams below us keep taking points off each other. Burnley, if you want to keep beating everyone below us as well, that's absolutely fine. I saw that, uh, I can't remember his name now, but there's like a Burnley YouTuber in the, uh, I think because of the K maybe. Oh, um, I can't remember now. But he said like, oh, you know, Sheffield United are getting really annoying now. And it just oh, so, yeah, I did see this. It just so occurred to me, it's like, well, you know, we're kind of doing, we're helping you get promoted, you know. This yeah, should be a, yeah, yeah. A, a synergy David Brent moment here, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Burnley. Obviously, good, maybe a good segue to go on to the Coventry game. That They were a team who were bang on form. And, and I think, mm-hmm. obviously, I went to the pub with you before, uh, met with uh, lads from Tufts, the club and stuff. And I think we were all saying a point won't be terrible there. And that might seem defeatist, but... Once we swatted them aside, I don't think Coventry were terrible. I think, but we deserve to win, and yeah, and that's what we're doing. We're, we're just we're, we're a winning machine at the moment. <laughs> we are. I, th- I thought we'd cruise that one, to be honest. I know. Uh, it's the last fifteen, weren't it? I think up until then, I, I, it's one of those. When I, I imagine a neutral watching it, I'd have thought there's no way a Coventry get back in this. But when you're sat in the stand, oh god, we're down to ten men, and we've conceded, you know. <laughs> yeah, my my dad actually said. I think he said to me after about ten. It wasn't really a comment on. What was happening on the pitch? I think he was just talking generally. He was like, "I'd take a nil-nil," mm. and, I, and I, I swatted him down immediately. I was like, <laughs> "No way! Like, no more nil-nils! Like, we're we're way too good to accept a nil-nil against anyone at home for the rest of the season." The only team would have been Burnley, and we beat them five-two. Like, yeah. we obviously we're not going to beat every single team we play at home. That's that's impossible. But no, 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 no. we should be going into every single home game for the rest of the season. Like. Yeah, we should win today because like, that's yeah. just how good we are. And yeah, that that was how I felt. Uh, at and the that thing point. is, like, that's the flip side. People keep saying as well of, oh, you know, we're only beating the teams at the bottom. We beat Wigan, Blackpool, and Huddersfield. Are they the bottom three now? Those three. Uh, correct. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you should win. Yeah, if you're poor, you know, not to win those games. But I think the Coventry win throws that into perspective. We're probably better against Coventry than we were in the other three, maybe. Yeah, I'd say so. And they're a better side. Who uh, I think they've got a good chance of the playoffs. Maybe not O'Hare, obviously being out massive for them. But mm. 
I don't know. I'll look at the next seven games coming up and we're not going to win them all. There's going to be a few shock results in there because it's almost impossible to carry on this winning streak. But mm. there's no one there where you think, oh, that, you know, we need to get, make sure we get a point, you know, a couple of points before that game because that's going to be a real struggle. I think we've got Stowe, Reading, Rotherham. And look, these teams, Rotherham would beat us, Stowe could beat us. But there's just not that many good sides in this league, or at least not consistent sides, which is why I'm so confident. Yeah, exactly. And, um, Oh, I've lost my train of thought there. Uh, sorry, but no, no, it's all right. It's, it's, yeah. it's just bad, bad job by me. Um, QPR, obviously, before that as well. I mean, they're on a on a dreadful run, aren't they? Whereas, yeah, Coventry. Um, I think Coventry were like maybe just behind us in the the sort of the last six form table. So, yeah, I, I thought we took care of them pretty easily, to be honest. Um, mm. I had a, one, a really enjoyable day actually, Boxing Day. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't. Uh, uh, don't drink much slash at all on Christmas Day, so I was very, uh, you know, looking forward to getting to the pub. And yeah, it was yeah. Re- really good to uh, meet with the Tufty Club lads and um, uh, meet Deadbat's wife Katie as well. I've not yeah, met before, yeah. and their son, uh, met your cousin, Blade. yeah, 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 yeah. Rainbow yeah. Oh, yeah. Was there as well. I always say I'm going to promote his beer mats, uh, SUFC moments, my cousin, and I never do. So yeah, just buy them. <laughs> That's my advert. <laughs> uh, great to meet Anna from Rainbow Blades as well, and uh, and her dad and uh, Mister at SUFC himself was there as well. Paul, yes, obviously, of course, yeah. Um, and yeah, Deadbat had a chocolate orange for us all, which I still don't Thank totally you. know why, but um, I'm very grateful for it, and I ate some of it on the way home. <laughs> Powered me up. <laughs> we also got some left actually. No, I actually. did in the middle of the game actually. Uh, me and me and Eggie shared it. Yeah, uh, every time we scored, so we had, we had like two each, and then like even when they scored, thought we may as well. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so this Co- Coventry game then, um, yeah, Coventry kind of pushing a little bit to start with. I think I think our team was it was very uh, encouraging to see Max Lowe get his uh, his first start right since the injury. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, disappointing lack of uh, Ollie McBurney, who disappears out of the squad altogether, and uh, was also out of the squad for the Blackpool game as well. Do you know more about that than I do? Because I know very little. Where is uh, he? Where's McBurney? McBurney apparently has. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, who knows? Reckon bottom. He's, he's had a slight aggravation to those ankle ligaments that he obviously was struggling with before the season, uh, before mm. the, the break, um, but. Uh, well, I don't know who Heckingbottom or Jack Lester one of those two uh, since the uh, Blackpool game I said that he's got a chance of being fit for the QPR game but pinch of salt and all that <laughs> yeah and uh, it, it, oh, I've remembered what I was going to say now it, it probably makes sense not to risk him for that one what I was going to say when you were talking about uh, you know we're, we're going to drop points the next few game is, games is we can kind of afford to can't we because of yeah. the run that we've been on so you know if we lose to QPR on um uh, Monday night, it's not really that big a deal. Like the worst case scenario is uh, we're eight points clear of someone. So, yeah, yeah, that doesn't concern me too much. Um, was there anything else to say about the team against Coventry? I don't think so. Armin Odtich made a phenomenal tackle on um, Jokeres in the first half. Um, and then from a, a corner, we scored an absolutely fantastic counter-attacking goal, which owed so much to, of course, Illumin and Jai, who... Of course, yeah. Has uh, so I, I think the thing I wrote about him when I did my Gibbs White compared to him piece was that and Jai's way ahead in like or he will be ahead in goals by the end of the season, but he's quite behind on like chances created and assists and stuff. And then yeah, 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 yeah. Then, you know he's 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 just taken 
he's taken it to a new a new level. Has he got? I think four assists in these uh, four assists. Obviously, the one of those three games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah one against Blackpool at the end, but I, I, there's a lot of. I saw. I don't know if you've been seeing this going around on uh, Twitter. There's. A Man U fan said Dialio is the best player in the championship. I think it's at Sunderland, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then a lot of people in the comments were like Sheffield United fans are saying Endai is way above everybody else. I don't know if that's true. I think Saw and Pedro might have some, something to say about that if, if Pedro were fit and Saw cared. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, but the fact is that he's undoubtedly now seen as one of the top players in the, in the championship. And this is a player who, this time last season, couldn't even get in our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, by I, the, by the, choice, the, wasn't it? Yeah, the the way he's come on. I, I mean, we keep you run out of words, don't you? To be fair, to praise him, and yeah, he's played. He is once again every game. I thought against Blackpool, one of those sort of games for him, where you never felt like he was going to score. It was just one of those games where it weren't really coming off for him, little mm. things and stuff like that. But he were arguably still our best player. Yeah, and obviously set up the opening goal in that and, game and as well. Two goals, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It wasn't a bad performance, but one of those where you think, oh, it's just not really bouncing for him. Or, or a bit of, we, we lost the ball, so obviously I watched this one with you, and you said, oh my God, he's done something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, that's where we're at at the moment. If he loses the ball, that's how good he's been. You're like, oh, what's up with him today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a chance to play, I think, Berger in, didn't he? Yeah, like, that, in on yeah, goal, that's... and he, he completely yeah. messed up his, uh, his pass. Um yeah, I, I don't because all these games have been staggered, aren't they, over the Christmas period? So I, I don't know if this is still true, but certainly a couple of days ago he was the number one in the championship for combined goals and assists. And Jai, so yeah. that's a good case to say he's the best player in the championship. But that's that's kind of a, a moot point argument, I suppose, at this stage. Yeah, all all yeah. that matters is he's bloody good. He plays for us, <laughs> and uh, he's helping us win these games. You know, the goals might have stopped for a minute, but. He's uh, yeah, he's, he's laying on great chances. That's the thing I wanted to say here. So you, I, you throw out that uh, quote assist for the second goal against Blackpool because, I mean, come on, he just passes it to McAtee yeah. on the edge of his box. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you look at the other ones. So the chance that he creates for Sharp against uh, the goal that Sharp scores against Huddersfield, yeah. uh, the goal that Berger scores, the goal that McAtee scores in the Coventry game. He's putting players through on goal. They're like, yeah. It's not like he's just passing it to someone 25 yards out and they're smashing it into the top corner. He is playing a killer pass that creates a fantastic chance, and yeah, that's that's helped, I guess, his teammates kind of take over that goal scoring burden yeah, a little, a little yeah. bit. And yeah, just to circle back to this, um, the opening goal against Coventry, it's uh, McAtee's second goal, but um, kind of underlines the big, sorry, his second goal of the season, I should say, um, mm. kind of underlines the big step up that he's making as well. But what a brilliant bit of play from Njai! Like the second he kind of flicked it back onto his other foot like on the edge of our box I was already like practically on the edge of my seat like he's gone like no yeah. one's catching him yeah and he he just sends a drop of the shoulder to just bamboozle someone else and then he, he leaves another defender literally on his backside from uh from the through ball and then I thought a really nice composed finish from McAtee like just takes his time like you know just completely composes himself and then just slots it into the net a, a really like just devastating goal I thought yeah yeah I just I mean one of those again where he had that much time to think and uh, and you are thinking oh is this going to be because it's hard we saw him die himself actually miss a couple like that last season where mm-hmm. he didn't have too much time I love the fact that Max Lower in the six yard box back yes. in that where uh, obviously he's, he's clean through and he, he slides it across and Max Lower's got a tap in as well but yeah really calm finish from McAtee 
Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, just on Max Lowe actually, because um, he he get he sets up the uh, the third goal of this game that ensures mm. we have a, a fairly yeah. comfortable last ten minutes and all in. Um, he obviously didn't play against Blackpool. He was well, he came on off the bench, but he didn't start yeah. against Blackpool. Oh man, what a difference it makes having a real player in that position and a real player next to him in Kieran Clark, who I think has continued this kind of solid. Six and a half, seven out of ten every single game performance over yeah. the Christmas period. Yeah, and I thought we were real, obviously, jumping ahead of it to the Blackpool game where I think that it, you hardly noticed Egan were missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, which is, is a, a hell of a compliment. But yeah, I was I was really pleased to see Lowe start and I thought he had a really you know good solid game and you know defensively and offensively mm. um I didn't expect to be saying this at the start of the season whatsoever <laughs> no. but um no. yeah the step up from Stevens to him is absolutely huge and yeah hopefully we can get uh Osborne and Norton Davis back fit before too long I mean I said this to you I was sort of half joking but I, I would sign another left wing back in January like on loan like a backup left wing back yeah, I, 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 we we can't keep playing under Stevens. We we're getting by at the moment, which I think is testament to how good the rest of the team is. I don't think it'll happen because we've I don't got think four, happen, but I four on our books, and Stevens is on a lot of money. You're a fool. Um, I, I, no one's going to take him off Ram. So, but I do get what you mean. I do. We sort of sort of need Max Lowe to be fit for the majority of the season. I think now. Yeah. Harry Boy has popped into my head this morning, actually, mm, you know, yeah. as, you, as you do. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> what Harry Boy's is up to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wondered, you know, because he's obviously on loan at Forest Green Rovers. He's had a, uh, a truncated season because he, he picked up quite a bad injury in, in the summer, didn't he? But um, yeah. he's, he's back playing now. I just Because he's, he's a bit older than I thought him. Is he 20, I think? 20, yeah, 20, 21. Yeah, uh, yeah he's 21, yeah. Um, so I, I just wondered if we might get him back in the fold just in a, like a sort of... Let's just see what we've got with him. Like it's, it's time yeah, to assess. That, I think that's more realistic than buying someone because I think it's if we are going to buy it, and I don't think we will, but I think it'll be centre forward. I think that's the only mm. position that will. I'd like a midfielder, but I think if we are going to get a loan signing, I think it'll be a, a centre forward due to Sharp's age, Jefferson's inexperience, and Burnie being in and out with injury. Mm. I feel good about midfield. I think. Yeah. Well, I think I. Yeah. I think oh you... yeah. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be like how. Oh, I can't believe it in Simon. It's just sort of, I'd like it, but obviously we've still got Fleck to come back. Whatever people think about him, he's contributed this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doyle currently yeah, out doesn't the doesn't get in our strongest team. You got Osborne, who I don't think should be the you know he shouldn't be a starter if, if everyone's fit. But I'm happy mm. for him to come in for a couple of games, as we saw. You know when we beat Burnley, he played in that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm jumping about all over a bit here, but I wanted to use this as a point to talk about McAtee a bit more because <laughs> the reason Doyle wouldn't get in our starting our best 11 right now is the improvement in James McAtee over the last four games is it going back to the Cardiff game when he came yeah. off the bench yeah, yeah, yeah which I think is uh I think this is a big deal sort of short and long term for United obviously short term it's massive that other players uh, are stepping up with a you know goal scoring contributions and he looks you know he looks at championship caliber at the least right yeah. now but yeah. I think yeah. it's long term as well because he, he may he may turn out to be a very special talent, McAtee, who would have like succeeded wherever he'd gone from Man City on yeah. loan. But you know the fact that we've already seen him take this kind of massive step forward in men's football, it, it sort of backs up if if it needed backing up that Heckingbottom knows what he's doing when it comes to young players. And you know he obviously was the under twenty threes manager um, mm. before taking this job. That probably positions United quite nicely for. 
you know, future young loan players, yeah. basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, I, I think I, I wasn't one of these, and I don't want to make a straw man here, but, um, you know, some United fans were a bit too quick to jump the gun with him, I guess, and I just think it's I another said, Ben Woodburn sort of situation. Yeah, I, I did say if he doesn't start contributing by January, there's definitely an argument to send him and Kadra back because he, he had basically produced next to nothing. Mm. up until last month and I think these four games are enough to, to show everything what he's all about he's not the finished art club he's getting better and better obviously Kadra's a, <laughs> a different story obviously getting dropped so we don't mm. really know what's going on there do we uh, yeah uh, I mean, I'll just make a note to, 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 yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, Kadra yeah. briefly um, later on uh, yeah with um, with McAtee I, I like I like the way Heckingbottom's handling him you know, he's he's not. Um, he's, I think he's sub, been subbed off around seventy minutes in all these yeah, games. You know, which is yeah. which is about the point where he started to fade as like an actual sort of contributor in these games. So, I think that's great. He seems like um, you know, he, he doesn't seem like a prima donna or anything like that. He seems like he, you know, the, all the the players and the the staff talk very highly about his attitude. Yeah. And you know, yeah. remember he got that absolute uh, clattering at Bristol City that um, mm-hmm. the guy got sent off for and. He basically insisted on seeing out the game, even though he'd been, yeah. you know, spun round three hundred and sixty yeah, yeah. degrees in midair. Um, yeah, and big, I also think the reason we're taking him off at seventy minutes as well, by the way, is because he's, he is an attacking player, and he's, he said this himself in his interview that he did a couple of weeks back, where he said that he, he, his best position, he thinks, is sort of off the front man or attacking mm. midfielder, and we're winning in these games and. If we're losing, they're probably leaving him on for longer. But we've won eight out of nine, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so he finishes off that that great counter attack against Coventry. Back to the Coventry. We go one nil. Coventry game. We go one nil up. Um, Sharp admit. In fact, I've not seen this back on the highlights, but Sharp missed a what looked like an absurdly good chance yeah. um, where he, he hit the bar from close range. I think header. he does everything right there. I've seen people say he should score, and I get it. He's about five yards out, so yeah. But he ends it down, and it's just one of those things where. Uh, you know, an inch lower, and he's in. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I I must confess, I've not seen it back. So, uh, mm. a terrible view of it um, at the end of the pitch. Um, but yes, I was I was surprised that he not scored. Mm. Um, so one 0 up at half time. Very early in the second half, a uh, a soft penalty is conceded. I say soft. It, it probably is a penalty. I think it's, it is a pen. That yeah, I think it's it's not a yeah. I, I think none of our players even really reacted, did they? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like a, an assault in the box, but you know, player gets there slightly before Ahmed Odzic, and uh, he ends up bringing him down. And uh, our buddy Matthew Donahue gives the penalty, of course, smiling, then, smiling as he did it. Apparently, no, that's <laughs> <laughs> what I saw online. He was smiling as he gave that penalty. I'll <laughs> get back to him in a moment. Jokeres uh, steps up, and uh, Wes guesses the right way, and not only saves it, he holds onto it as well. Penalties at the lane, what? Mm. a what a curious thing this is. So the the last six penalties in the league at Bramall Lane have all been missed. So that's Ollie Norwood, Rian Brewster for us, mm-hmm. uh, Rita Kadra when he was playing for Blackburn, yeah. uh, Timu Puki earlier this season, Yukaresh obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, Brennan Johnson of Forest. Uh, yeah, the lane end in particular seems to be like particularly problematic, I think, yeah. particularly for op- opposition. Uh, so Peterborough scored one there last season in that six-two win, but Dembele, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, the ball I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm not sure. It was definitely, definitely Peterborough anyway. Yeah, but yeah, there's been several that have been missed at that end, like Jack Grealish. Uh, there was the Millwall player. I can't remember. Yeah, Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, a yeah. uh, couple of others that have been missed at that end as well. 
Um, but yeah, it's now it's now over a full over a full year since anyone actually converted a penalty in the league at Bramall Lane, which was <laughs> sharp at Millwall. Yeah, and there are uh, been penalties. Millwall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre. I mean, it's I'm sure it's just a well, it must be just a total statistical fluke, you know. Yeah. It's not it's not there's something about that. <laughs> that end of the pitch, or indeed Bramall Lane generally, that is stopping people from scoring penalties. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess a, a you know a, a big save from Wes. Whenever you save a penalty, it's a big save. I can't say that my confidence in us winning this game would have declined massively had they scored. In fact, if <clears> I, I do remember thinking like, all right, because I, I think it was like the forty seventh minute or thereabouts where they had got this penalty. I remember thinking, well, that's all right because we've got loads of time to get, you know, retake the lead here if they miss this. Uh, excuse me, if they score this. So, yeah, I didn't think like, oh, this is a big turning point. You know, we're going to be screwed if Coventry get, you know, get an equaliser here. But how about you? Were you similar or? I think it was just frustrating more than anything else because mm. it was one of those. You know, you'd, you'd obviously got in at half time and it was like the first minute of the half. Yeah, and it could have changed the game. I think it could have because you never know. We saw, we've seen in the games that we've won. Uh, Wigan and Blackpool that that one goal does change the momentum they might have not created many chances but you know they, they, that that's what's that teams obviously get get on the wind and stuff and who knows what would have happened so important save I think yeah well yeah I definitely don't want to uh, downplay the import like yeah saving a penalty is always always welcome and obviously uh, I mean, yeah the the only penalty I think we have conceded this season was obviously away at Coventry, and Wes Fodringham was not in goal for that one because no. he has saved the uh, four opposition penalties that I've listed there: um, Kadrapuki, Yokoresh, and Brennan Johnson. So, yeah. impressive record. Record, well done, Wes. Um, well, no, Adam Davis saved the Pukie one, didn't I? Oh, sorry, so he did. Yeah, I, I take I it. I believe you're forgetting the legend that is uh, <laughs> Adam Davis. Yeah, Adam Davis saved the Pukie one. Uh, yes. He's held three. I think is that out of the last three penalties. Is that right? So, mm, no, I don't think so. So, well, I'm not sure. Brennan, oh, Brennan Johnson was a cadre one. Of course, he didn't. Uh, yeah, no. that was a, that was a blast when it. Shame he couldn't save one in the playoff semi final though, Wes. <laughs> yeah, where <laughs> it mattered. Then, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they missed that penalty, and uh, four minutes later, the game is essentially over, uh, and Jai makes uh, a fool out of several defenders again on the edge of the box, gets fouled, has a. Now he does have a big grin on his face. Yeah, a big laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. knows that he's too good for this division. Yeah. I think, in uh, in the nicest possible way, Norwood swings in yet another fantastic set piece. He's been yeah. excellent all season. Uh, they decline to mark Kieran Clark, who thumps in his first goal for us, um, and in doing so, meant that uh, every. Every starting outfield player has scored at least one league goal for us. Uh, sorry, every. Every outfield player that started this game against Coventry has scored at least one league goal for us this season, which yeah. I think is quite impressive when, you know, includes uh, John Egan, who <laughs> never scores, Baldock never yeah. scores, Max Lowe has been barely played for us, even Norwood is not a regular goal scorer at all, is he? So, yeah, no. that was uh, that was good to see, and I just felt that was a uh, game set and match at that point, to be honest, yep. and was ready to, to chillax for the rest of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seventy uh, first minute. <laughs> Sorry, what? I said unfortunately he wasn't that. It was easy in the end, but it, it didn't seem that easy after this. Yeah, I guess so. Typ- typical United. I think it's typical United fans in it. And uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I was. I was a little bit like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Like, are we really going to let them batten? I wasn't thinking we we're going to blow this, but I was more like, we're not. We're not really giving these idiots any hope, are we? Like, 
that that away stand should be empty by now with 15 minutes left. Um, and the reason it should have been empty uh, is because Tommy Doyle comes off the bench and just as I said in my piece for the pinch, he's going to start scoring sooner or later because he gets in good areas and takes good shots. And uh, yeah, great run by Berger, puts a ball across the penalty, uh, across the six-yard box. Lowe picks it up, delivers for Doyle, who just smashes it in at the near post. Uh, yeah, for him to get his first goal for us as well. Um, so, yeah, big big deal contributing off the bench and nice for Lowe to chip in with another assist as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Then... Think... Oh, sorry, oh, yeah, I'm going to carry on. Then, uh, I think that, that that thing from Matt Slowe passed by, I think that was... I don't, I don't know who I chose for the man of the match, but... I think a little thing like that shows what he is, what he could offer. Obviously, in the first goal, he's being in the centre of the penalty area, as uh, yeah. you know, Maxi could have. Been. And then that one, he's so far. He's again, like almost in the six-yard box, and a really good pass back for Doyle. And it's what we've been missing from left wing back, to be fair, since Norton Davis has been out. Well, that's what Ender Stevens used to do. I really, I was yeah, no. thinking back to this the other day, cause watching him sort of chipping some crosses against Blackpool. I was like, Stevens used to, he'd find, he'd always find a man in the box, like you know, he not. Uh, not with a cross, it would be a pass. Like yeah, it gets yeah, in the byline yeah, yeah. and pick out a pass in the in the box, and yeah, that's that's what Lowe did here. And yeah, you, you're absolutely spot on. It's, it is absolutely what we've been missing. Um, John Egan gets sent off now. I can't remember Egan's first yellow card in this game. It was when the guy got past him. Same guy actually, uh, Crockerez. Cro- yeah, what it was called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Jockerez, I'm going to say. That's, uh, that's pre- I think that's that pretty much there. Yeah. And uh, he pulled him back, and I think that were a book, and I think he got away from him. Yeah, and this one, Jokeres flips, flicks it over his head, and mm-hmm. sort of just runs into him. And yeah. I don't know, this this looked harsh to me, to be honest. Like, do you not think? Am I am I am I red and white spectacles <sighs> he runs on it? Into him, I'm not really sure where he could go, but he's probably a bit too close to him. I think it's a fairly cute foul, mm. and Donahue was going to send him off because it's Donahue, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so the last three times Matthew Donahue has refereed at Bramall Lane, yeah, he sent off one of our players in all three of those games and two out of the three he's given the opposition a penalty mm. however we have also won the last four games that he's refereed when Sheffield United played oh, so we won. I want to say how have we gone on the, the game after is he sort of, is he doing it from you know is he thinking long term by trying to sabotage us <laughs> him might win this one but you wait till they've got next week and they're going to be about this guy <laughs> so he's, he's trying his best to make it I mean this is what worries me it's like you know where, where does he go next if we keep winning when he sends off one of our players and, and gives the opposition a penalty but um, Egan goes off and in doing so means he actually misses a game of football for the first time in forever being delighted I, I said, you haven't seen it have you I told you the, uh, the uh, behind the blaze for this game <laughs> where Matt Fitzpatrick's in the dressing room he's like oh what he says to Egan like what and I worry like them being off as well play for Ireland and I was like yeah you did yeah twice in three days <laughs> <laughs> no rest for John Egan it will never uh, rest <laughs> no apart from I'm this surprised. one I'm surprised I don't know I thought he might have just put a Blackpool kit on <laughs> a couple of nights ago and just like come on for them instead just for a game yeah spent, spent does 90 minutes he come back minutes. in by the way I know I'm jumping a bit but does he come back in oh, mate what a question of course he does I think so because I think you just go back to the defence where we had at Coventry but Clark was very good. Clark was very good. Um, and I, I used to fear a lot Egan being out, last season in particular, mm. because I thought there is no one else like him in that sort of, you know, the central role. Didn't fancy Robinson there. Don't fancy Basham there. The only other one was really Kyron Gordon. And I really feel a lot safer now with Clark. And even an L, I thought, in this game, Coventry game, mm-hmm. the final 15 minutes defended really well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Egan's the man. 
Hey, yeah, you, you oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But don't change your winning team. I can already hear it from you, on. <laughs> he, he, he should start. Every, I mean, he does anyway, but he should definitely start every game for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, three best yeah. defenders in, which is an L, Clark, Egan. Simple as that. Yeah. I, I sent you this earlier, um, but I'll read it on air as well. Um, this is Playmaker Stats tweeted this earlier. So, uh, most games played in this calendar year in the top four tiers, we have the top two players. It is, of course. Oliver Norwood and John Egan. So yeah. Norwood's played fifty-one times, including playoff games this season uh, in this this year, twenty twenty-two. Mm. John Egan's played fifty, so he would be fifty-one as well had he not got this red card. Because obviously, mm. it was Norwood football. as well. He, he retired from international football, didn't he? A couple of seasons ago, and he's only yeah. 30-31 uh, I'm not even sure he's thirty-one yet. Yeah, yeah, and you, you know, fair play to him. So I think he must have known that. And it's obviously helped him because of the you know the games he's he hasn't missed any games. Yeah, and yeah. you do wonder if it had gone away, you know, would, would that have happened? Luckily with Egan, it's not. So yeah, I I got about this a lot. I think, but uh, availability is an asset, is my it big is. thing. I mean, when Norwood is as good as he's been the last year or so, obviously it's amazing that he can play every game. But I think Egan still gets slightly underrated by mm. our own fans because mm. of just how valuable it is that he can yeah. play every game and be like. You know, at least a good standard every game. I really think, I mean, I might be repeating what I've said on here before, but I really think in like five, six, seven years' time, we'll be having conversations like, we really need to find another Johnny Egan. Do you know what we need? We need a Mr. Dependable at the back. You know, like where we, where we would, t- would have talked about Chris Morgan after yeah. he retired or left us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think we'll, we'll have those conversations with Egan. I think he's. Yeah. Uh, a superstar for us to be honest (laughs) yeah and uh yes so he gets sent off uh uh, sorry moments before that red card actually they did pull a goal back yeah uh, from Yukarish which I thought Wes made a bit of a meal of to be honest I I I thought at the time good Eddie then I watched I I watched it back and I thought "Mm, yeah I I have to admit in the the past three games I think he's looked as shaky as he has ever looked Mm. without being bad he's not been poor but I think you know, he's kicking at Blackpool with weird at times. Uh, yeah. Wigan obviously had a bit of a mare, and but you know we've won all three and conceded three goals. It's not you know yeah, it's good enough. Um, yeah, this yeah. is not like a one he definitely should have saved, but he, he gets a pretty good hand on it, doesn't it? And it ends up yeah, 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 floating yeah. into the net. Um, but then he he can get sent off, and as I say, they pretty much do nothing for the rest of the game. Uh, I just wanted to mention. Um, so obviously uh, O'Hare gets quite I mean it looked like quite a serious injury uh, a non, non-contact injury early on uh, and yeah. the fellow that came on is Casey Palmer right? Is that who it yeah, was? Yeah he played for about a thousand clubs yeah Yeah because I uh, I didn't realise it was him until afterwards because I was like who the hell was number 45? I thought he was fantastic and then I looked at him and was like oh it's that guy that I wanted us to sign like about five <laughs> years ago when he yeah, was at Bristol yeah. City like yeah, he's he's a nice player. I like him. I, I don't know what he's, he's been everywhere, doing. right? Leeds, Bristol City, Coven, yeah. Coventry's up now. Obviously, somewhere else he's been as well. Another Blackburn, Chelsea man, Swansea, isn't he? I think. Huddersfield. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, he's part of the yeah, uh, yeah. But, Chelsea yeah. loaned out everywhere. But anyway, um, I thought he had a very. Oh, good game. out for nine months, by the way. Oh my lord! Yeah, which That's is bad. obviously you know as all I might mention that I don't like Coventry, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, yeah. They, uh, they, I don't wish that on him, obviously. No, no, yeah, that's Good a bad player. one. I mean, non uh, non contact injury is always pretty scary. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we wish him a swift recovery. Um, but on the subject of you know you, you and the mood with Coventry, do you want to do you want to talk about 
the people of Coventry versus Roy. Just to yeah, well, this, this was sweet, sweet of victory for me. See, I get a lot of stick on their form. I'm not supposed to do from like I do every week. A lot of people call me a big sad though for doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the best comment which I did include in the post-match view was uh, from the Rumpo Kid on SkyBluesTalk.co.uk, and he said three a little thing. I think he means there. Three a little thing on SUFC fans forum run by a bloke called Roy. View from Coventry. He only puts on, comma, don't know why, on comments here. Uh, he thinks, well, wind their supporters up, spell they're wrong. I'm not, you know, I'm not having a go. The guy might have got dyslexia, I'm not sure. But, you know, he's having a go at me, so why? It's, like, it's all fair, in it, and love and war. Uh, he said, I hope we batter them. 3 0 City, confident on this one. And then you think that's it, but no, he carries on with a real little man with a real little life who probably live under a real little bridge. The saddest <laughs> thing, most of them bite. So, uh, thanks for that rumpo, kid. Yeah, yeah, and that was, to be honest, that was one of the more polite ones because you sent me a few others Ooh, that yeah, uh, are, are very uh, non-family yeah. friendly. I can't say anything, but it involved me doing certain things with my dad and my uncle, which <laughs> disgusting. Uh, there's Eastwood Eastwood dustmen also, Paul. The thing is with Sheffield United, most of them are sad little people living sad little lives in their Sheffield United bubble. It reminds me so much of David Brent. You know, like, you sweet them, what? You're like little slugs. No personality. Like. <laughs> uh, horrible club, horrible fans. And yeah, they're just slagging us off. So when that third goal went in, which made it look like we'd wrapped it up, I was going like, particularly over the top. And they'd be like, all right, chill out. Like, Come on. My, my, your dad obviously put that one's for Roy. So, but yeah, it's all good fun. It is all good fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was I was a little bit extra amped up for the game when when you mm-hmm. sent me those comments. I was like, right, this this one's for Roy. Got to got to take care of business in this one. Uh, three points for the Blades on Boxing Day, and we move on to Blackpool, which we can talk about a bit more quickly because we've we've yeah. hit a, lo- a lot of major talking points uh, that I wanted to bring up anyway. Um, a little bit of a change team uh, at wing back. Particularly, obviously, Egan is out, so Jack Robinson comes in for him, mm-hmm. and Kieran Clark into the middle. Which I thought we would have put uh, Ahmed Odzic in the middle and Basham on the right, but I actually preferred to see this. I think, and I think it worked perfectly well. I thought Robinson was fine, as you say. Clark was absolutely spot on there. I thought Ahmed Odzic was really good, particularly yeah, yeah, going yeah. forward. And I'm I'm always a, a big fan of leaving. Uh, you know your best players in their best positions where possible. Uh, Ender returns to the team for Low, which was disappointing. But okay, I, I get it. You know that was Low's first start for a very long time. And Jaden Bogle makes his. Uh, uh, oh God, give me this. So, is this Bogle's first appearance of the season, or has he played already? Yeah, he played again. He obviously came on as a sub against the. Uh, yeah, started against QPR. Sorry, he came on as a sub. The oh. game before that, who oh, I can't remember, it is off the top of my head. Uh, no, who was it? Might have been Birmingham. Right. Yeah, it was Birmingham. But Birmingham, yeah, he came on a sub against Birmingham and started against QPR. Yeah, you're right. So he, yeah, I, I kind of, I, do you know what? I kind of forgot he'd come back uh, mm. from. Mm. So yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, so he played. He played those two games. You're right, Birmingham QPR, and then out again. So that was the start of October. So yeah, his first appearance of any kind for what's that? Nearly three months. Ugh. Um, yeah, so yeah. that was obviously encouraging to see, and uh, he has a big hand in the opening goal. I thought he was. I mean, we've just got some, we've just got some right players, haven't we? If we're being <laughs> honest, you know, when you, when you watch Bogle, yeah. Berger, McAtee, and Jai Armadonzic yeah. like all interplaying with each other, it's like, of course we're in the top two. Like, just they're so good, and yeah, so I really enjoyed seeing Bogle back in the team as well. 
He's, um, yeah, yeah, and like I say, it's one of those, I, I wanted him in this game. Obviously, we didn't do a pod after the uh, Coventry game, but I would have said this would be my pick for him to play. So I think he, has to, he had, had to start a game mm-hmm. at some point. I didn't want him... Obviously, we've got two games, well, three games in really short succession. Obviously, QPR can open a couple of days. But I didn't want him to sort of just get thrown into a really difficult match towards, you know, the run-in after the FA Cup and stuff like that and, and break down again. And I thought this were a really good opportunity. And I thought he were really good, and it's certainly in an attacking sense. He lost his man a couple of times, but that's what he does. He's the complete opposite to George Bulldog. Not <laughs> merging together, you've got the best right-back of all time. <laughs> you really do, yeah. He's. Uh, I mean, I remember it from the you know the, that, that lost Premier League season. One of the few, I guess him and McGoldrick were one of the, the only sort of positives to come out of that season and Bogle yeah. was in, immediately kind of you going like I'm gone out why has this guy not been playing like yeah. you know he's one of the few players that has the you know qualities that Njai has I guess that yeah. he can just beat a man and is is I don't know it's hard to pin down what he's about to do with the ball next and he's mm. very effective in the final third and yeah great great ball from him to Njai release Njai in the box and he pulls it back for that magnificently handsome Norwegian geezer who very gently passes it into the corner of the net like the, the yeah. classy player he is yeah another another nice goal from the Blades just uh, so we had a slightly sort of rocky start in this game didn't yeah we? the first 10 minutes or so yeah yeah definitely and the bar where like it went through Wes's hands like, which is again was a bit of a alright it kept it out but it was a, a bit of a hairier moment than it needed to be I think yeah, like a yeah definitely yeah 25 yard shot that sort of just burst through his hands um, but yeah, you know, I think from this moment when this goal goes in, we just it just became quickly apparent like how much better we are than Blackpool as as it should be. I think. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, again, obviously, second half, get the goal, brilliant goal, uh, which we'll talk about uh, more. But uh, and the first hour, same as Wigan, very similar to Wigan. The first hour, almost faultless, I thought. Mm. Yeah, I had some. Some really sort of dangerous moments. You know, Bogle had that one that just fizzed just wide. Uh, Almadudzic had one that uh, like deflected just wide. Uh, I think uh, what was the other chance I was thinking of? I mean, and Jai had that comical shot if you remember where he. I don't know if he actually kicked it out of the ground, but it <laughs> went so far up. He he held down the shoot button too long, I think, and absolutely yeah. blazed it. I feel like McAtee had a decent chance in this game as well. Maybe Mel- well saved him. Oh, the one where he was sort of dancing around, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I loved how often Armadozic was like... I think there was one point where he passed to Bogle, actually, inside their penalty yeah, area. like fantastic. Like, from that, open yeah. play. Two, two, that in the six-yard box, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was wonderful to see. And then, yeah, this second goal is... I mean, it's uh, yes, it's Man City class, isn't it? From from McAtee, you know, yeah, they yeah. have a corner. Uh, yet again, we score from opposition set piece. McAtee just uh, leaves a guy on the floor inside our half, and then he's gone. Dribbles all the way, gives the keeper the eyes, slots it into the near post. Unbelievable finish again. Another super composed finish because I was sort of thinking he has to pass here surely, and then. The closer he got to goal, I was uh, I sort of moved into no, he really should shoot, but to slot it into the near post like that and completely wrong foot the keeper was really something. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was one of those again where you think uh, like his first goal, like his goal against Coventry, where I was thinking, oh, this is a long run. <laughs> I mean, he's got so, so much time to think about this, and you see so many players, especially at this level, who will not. You know, who make the wrong choice there or whatever, and just to slip it in, he were like, "Oh yes, please!" And he's a massive, like as we've talked about, a massive bonus. The fact that 
we look a good counter-attacking team, which is mm. the first time I can say that for a long, long, long time, and that's even including under Wilder. I think there's a lot. Of, there's quite a lot of pace in this team. Like you know, even even Berger, who never looks fast, but he's yeah. fast with the ball. Like he can dribble at a good speed. So you, you've got him, McTee, Bogle, and Jai. Even Baldock, you know, carries the ball quickly. Max Low. These are all players that can can get forward really quickly. You know, they're not yeah. uh, they're not like peak Michael Owen or anything like that. But they're they're fast enough at this level. Yeah, you know, they don't yeah, need yeah. to be. Lise Mousset, for example, to uh, <laughs> pull a name from the past. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, this is arguably more effective. So, yeah, lovely solo goal. goal. Did you see um, he was getting some stick from Man City's club doctor yeah, on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to include that in my uh, pinch uh, article. I'm going to include <laughs> that uh, if people answer, you know, just keep an eye out for that. If, if ever get my spell check working, obviously. But yeah. just really like, after the massive tangent there, I've massive. I've realised because obviously it's not working. How much I can't spell anymore, you know, because everything just auto corrected for you. I'm like, how do you spell the? Like, well, <laughs> got two e's. <laughs> um, yeah, the, his somersault celebration uh, not viewed particularly favourably by Man City's club doctor, but I think no. it's all uh, it's all in good humour. I think. Um, yeah, they they we concede from a pretty poor set piece uh, in the fifty fifth minute, but then apart from one save from Fodringham on the angle quite late on, which wasn't a good chance, it was a, a good enough save. Obviously, I don't really feel like we're in any trouble. I'd I'd love us to flatten these teams, you know, like it, when when we're yeah, obviously yeah. superior, but yeah, just get the win, man. That's that's the big deal. When everyone else is dropping points around yeah. us. And even then, you know, looking at our bench again, it, it it wasn't the best bench like we've had this season either. I mean, Jebison's not really there yet. Uh, Andre Brooks is obviously no, a no. youth player. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Doyle comes on late on, obviously. Uh, but yeah, this, you know, like I said, we're, we're pulling off this winning streak with still not really our strongest team out there or on the bench. So I'm very mm. happy with it in summary. I think uh, I think things are very very rosy indeed, and uh, yeah, not uh, you know a few a few bad results in the next few weeks are not going to change that for me. I, I really do believe in this yeah. team more than I have for a lot of other teams. I think. No, and like I say, it's all about clear clear injuries, keeping players in, in in January, and it's hard to look past us. And you know, it might sound that bad. I don't think it does sound arrogant. Because I think every club in the division, if you're not sports chef, was not listen to this and. I think they'd be saying the same. To be honest, I've read, you know, I've listened to a certain podcasts. Benjamin Bloom was obviously great, you know, with his championship stuff, and they all say that's it. And I, I hate that because <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't happen, then it's even more horrible. But there's a reason that people are saying it. And it's because we're winning every game, and the teams below us are dropping points. Yeah, I guess just to return to what we were saying at the top, it's it's going to take some like a really epic level of self-harm I think to stop yeah. us which could happen as you said you know we could have that nightmare scenario where uh, what was he said McBurney's out for the season we're selling Giant Burger mm-hmm. if that happens alright then I'm moving into yeah. okay now we've got a fight on our hands to hold off yeah, someone yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who it'll be but someone yeah but it is going to take that level of yeah self-harm basically to sabotage us I think um, so a couple just to finish off a couple of uh, quick notes I suppose um, you did mention it Signing a striker. I just want to quickly talk about this because uh, it was again in my pinch article. Um, we we got to sign a striker on loan. I think this is. I think it's really top priority. I, all respect to Sharp, but we can't be starting him every single game. I don't think. Uh, Jefferson no. doesn't look like he's there. Kadra may not be here in a few weeks. Although I believe somebody 
at the club said he was going to uh, feature against QPR. I think I'm sure I read that for like an official, you know, quote from Heckingbottom or McCall or someone like that. But um, yeah, we we need someone else there, don't we? And and it doesn't need to be whoever it is. They don't need to be that good. I I would I said this in the pub obviously, but. Gary Medine would be fantastic for us right now, which is <laughs> yeah, bizarre to say, like, yeah. four yeah. years after he played for us. But that's that's exactly who we need, someone who can play every game in the championship, who can, you know, score four or five goals for us over the rest of the season, offer us something a bit different as an added bonus. But yeah. like I said to you, I just, want, I just want us to sign, like, whoever the 2022 equivalent of Clayton Donaldson is. Like, just someone who can play and, like, just chip in with a few goals. I know Sharp can do this, but he's also getting on in years and if we have someone else then we don't have to play sharp every single game so yeah that that's my priority one find me a find me a championship average striker on loan in january there's got to be someone out there who can can come in on on you know on cheap wages or whatever just for four or five months yeah and hopefully if Kadri does go back that is why he's going back but i've heard that one of the reasons he might be going back is uh, because if he plays so many games, we're obliged to buy him. Don't know how true this is. <laughs> just, there just... was something like that at the start of the season. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, it could be something as simple as that. What about Sula coming back? As that's obviously being muted as well. So I don't think that's what I'd want personally, but, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Leave him where he is. I mean, he's not exactly... It's not... Yeah, I think <laughs> he's started six games or something. I'm going to say, if he, if he got 20 goals in League One already or something, yeah. then, then fine. He's got two, I mean, in the league. You know, it's got a few in the FA Cup, obviously. Um, assuming this is up to date, yeah, two goals in fifteen appearances. So mm. now nah, leave him where he where he is. Let him let him learn from the great man Didzi, who uh, <laughs> I know we were saying the other night. Like in hindsight, would be nice to have David McGoldrick right be, about now. He'd be perfect when I just to see his over the line, Didzi. I know. Can we just loan him? Can we yeah, loan him exactly, from Derby? Yeah, I know, and he probably you know, he's a bit injury prone nowadays and what have you, but. Yeah, someone like that. It doesn't have to be a forty-goal, you know, season striker or a wonder kid from Man City or anything like that. He, mm-hmm. Just a, a, a decent striker at this level, and I think that's it. Yeah, I, I want a desperately unexciting striker <laughs> on loan. Yeah, I don't want another Man City starlet. I mean, all right, yeah. if there's one, if there's one of them out there that wants to join us for six months, yeah, yeah. Um But yeah, I, I want 2023's Clayton Donaldson basically for six months, and I want him to play. You know, I wanted to start seven games for the rest of the season and score four goals, and that's yeah. it. I'll be happy as Larry, and that might be enough to uh, yeah, help push yeah. us over the line. Uh, there is, of course, Rian Bruce still lurking, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be fit anytime soon, and uh, I don't believe he scored yet this season in the limited appearances mm. he has had anyway. Um, but yeah, that's that's one for, uh, well, tomorrow in four hours' time, January. Um so just to wrap up, 2022, it's, it's not been bad really, has it? I mean... <laughs> but I think it, I'd like to know, actually, where it stands up to our best of a points tally. I don't know if anyone's ever done, uh, anyone's done this, should I say, but, yeah. yeah, I would like to know that. I'm trying to think now, like, uh, in my in my time supporting, so United... I mean, that season... Maybe this season we got promoted and then we're, like, fifth in the Premier League at this mm. point. Yeah. Might, uh, might be close. But... I mean, it's 93 points, I think, in it, in the yeah. calendar year. Uh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, it might be, yeah, it's got to be up there as one of the very best years. Um, I mean, the the thing, obviously, is if you're that good, you usually get promoted and then you, you stop winning quite so many games. So, mm. you know, it, I like seeing those things that say no one in the championship has taken as many points in 2022 as Sheffield United. It's like, well, yeah, because Forest and Fulham and Bournemouth aren't in this league anymore. They, yeah. They'd probably be above us if they weren't. Um, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been a heck of a year. Let's just hope we can uh, finish the job in the first half 
2023. Um, final thing, mate. Ollie Norwood, his 500th competitive appearance. Yeah, breaking records every week, this lad, isn't he? It really is, yeah. I think he made, did he make his 350th appearance for us or something the other day? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, five, a big, big 500 up for him. Uh, I've got his tweet here. 12 seasons, 8 clubs, 3 promotions. Let's hope that's a fourth promotion come the end of this one, Ollie, because, uh, yeah, you are... Um, your pole position for me in our player of the season mm. at this stage, even with uh, Njai being a yeah, I think, literal yeah. joke at, at this the level. moment. Yeah, I mean, I think Njai's my player of the whole year. Well, I'm putting you on the spot there. What about yourself? Maybe Norwood. I would. Yeah, I thought about I thought about posing that, and it would be Norwood for twenty. Like if I picked mm-hmm. out twenty twenty two, it would be Norwood. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Actually, yeah, I've, I've jumped in there, Njai, but I'll, yeah, reconsider. I probably would go Norwood. Yeah. Yeah. It, close, fairly close second, Njai. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Norwood, congrats on 500. Here's uh, to many more. And yeah, as I say, let's get get that fourth promotion for you and uh, for us as well would be absolutely delightful. Right, mate. Well, that's uh, that's it. We're going to wrap up there. What uh, what do you want to plug? What about the Coventry View fund? That must have been. Yeah, the Coventry View from worth a little. Probably not as bitter as the. If you're going to mm. read the Coventry View from, read the pre match first and then straight <laughs> on to the. The, the, the pre match one. The pre-match one was top tier. Like that was yes. that was close to a Sheffield yeah. Wednesday level for you. Yeah, I thought. yeah, absolutely. Like one of the better ones this season. And then uh, the the Blackpool one, I think they would say you know a couple of comments, which is that that's the best they can play, and they're still mm. enough to win. And I've read, I oh know, I think it was second tier pod I listened to this morning where they were saying the same that the, the thing with Sheffield United and Burnley is they don't have to be at the best, and they're still better than teams who are playing at their best, which is obviously an amazing position to be in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's Roy's view from dot com. Uh, you just recorded another Maidley episode this afternoon, yeah. didn't you? Uh, yeah, working. so tomorrow, all, all being well, it, we should be out with uh, World's Strongest Man, nineteen ninety four. That's some that's some cla- <laughs> class New Year's content. A that, New though. Year's Day staple of TV. So yeah, we thought we'd uh, yeah get into that. <laughs> absolutely. I, I was never really into it. My wife is like her whole family just avid world's strongest man watchers like as growing up and even now yeah yeah yeah. uh, i must come i will obviously listen to this episode but i must confess this world's strongest man i associate with like the dregs of the christmas holidays from school it's been like (laughs) like... oh bloody hell i'm gonna go back to school in a couple (laughs) of days i should have mentioned this other pub but i do understand why people find it depressing because (laughs) the day after's work (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah well world's strongest is it that time already (laughs) Back to work, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I will uh, obviously listen to that. That is living with Maidley. Uh, well, mate, there we go. It's uh, it's a wrap on 2022. Go and um, well, go and fix your spell checker. But pour yourself a drink or something, mate, and, uh, and chill out. And yeah, yeah just uh, I suppose a good opportunity to say thank you to everybody who's listened to Blades Pod during this year and interacted with us on Twitter and. You know, shared your your Roy's view froms and listened to Living with Maidley. It's um, yeah, we we wouldn't. Well, maybe we would be doing it without you, but we, we probably wouldn't be enjoying it as much uh, if no one was listening <laughs> to it. So I do appreciate yeah. it, and uh, yeah, happy New Year to yourself, mate, and happy New Year to all the Blades and families out there. Yeah, I concur with everything there, and happy New Year to you. yeah, happy New Year to yourself as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll uh, I'll see you for the QPR game, mate. Take it easy. Yeah, yeah see you later, mate.